Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. Lord, for the power and authority we have in you, and may these words be your words today, and we give you the praise in Christ's name. Amen. Hey, so just for a few minutes, I want to talk about... Um, just about uh, demonic interference, and, and I don't know about you, I just sense in my spirit we're going to see more and more manifestations of this, and I think as believers, we got to know how to handle that and what that means, and it was so interesting after last night's message, a lot of people had come up um, after I'd shared what was going on in Frederick, um, just their stories, like a lot of us have had demonic confrontations, right? I'm sure if I went around the room you could probably tell me some hair-raising things, but uh, the point the point is is that um, the devil is not neutral. He is not sitting on his hands, and he's certainly he's certainly busy, isn't he? He's busy, and I think as believers we can underestimate the authority we have in Christ, in the Word, in the Spirit. And like we were saying last night, you can enter in a new territory, you can enter into a new place, a new city, and maybe, and I think with COVID in particular, where people have been very isolated and very um, distant, that you could do the same thing that you've been doing all your life, but with, with so much isolation certain demons and uh, territory would go unchallenged and undisturbed for a long season. So here you come along with the gospel, you're saying, you're saying things from the Bible, and all of a sudden there's a reaction. And maybe there wasn't a reaction before because there was a lot of light, and so demons were pushed back. But when the light is removed, what happens? Darkness comes in and, uh, you know, absolutely just takes over the, uh, the, the areas where there's no light. And this is why when a, when a demonic uh, territory or when, when, when geographical areas, we know there are geographical demons in Ephesians 6.12. Uh, there are atmospheric demons, territorial demons, and there are uh, evil manifestations in people like like people you may meet and we were sharing yesterday with the guys that you may knock on a door and actually meet the demonic caretaker of that neighborhood uh, and your your faith and kindness might be responded to with great anger and resistance like we were sharing about some things going on in Cincinnati and even in Baltimore when a man knocked on a door and the person said listen this is our neighborhood. Said it just like that. This is our neighborhood. And it's like, you know, you're like, excuse me? You know, it's like, you know. And, and it's like God will give you wisdom in the moment. But when, uh, you know, I think our world is very symptomatic today. They're living in the symptoms, the behavioralisms, and they're not addressing the root, the systemic issues, Right? Systemic, like what happens to an area when a church is closed? Like, think about that, how the devil loves that, right? Because now people potentially that are not strong, they can be isolated and alienated. 
or if leaders back off, then the scattering may come in. So the devil always looks for advantage. He always looks for advantage, and he's looking to, uh, he is seeking. We not, don't forget that, First Peter 5, 7, he is seeking. He is looking for ways to divide, to disrupt, to create um, chaos and First Corinthians fourteen thirty three. So, I just want to share this with you, and I know you're students of the Word, and and uh, I just feel like as we enter into the rapture, these days before the rapture, we are going to see a greater manif- manifestation of God. Absolutely, no doubt about it. But I want to kind of talk about what about what do we do when there's a demonic manifestation, and um, so. In First John chapter three verse eight, let's just we we know this verse before we turn to Matthew, that that Jesus was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. So, whatever we're doing, whatever we're doing, we're doing it in the name of Jesus. We're doing it in the spirit of Jesus. And I remember this lady. I I I, I held back a lot of details last night in that testimony. Just because I, I, I just, uh, I don't know why, I just didn't say all the details. But this lady that we had met in Frederick, uh, when we started to talk about the gospel, she became obviously angry, animated, agitated, and she began to verbally attack us. Verbally attack us. And uh, every time I mentioned the word Jesus, she would take a step backwards, like just physically. And uh, we immediately recognized that um, there was a struggle in the atmosphere to, dis- to discourage and to, to distract from what will happen. And isn't that interesting? Whenever you walk in faith, even if it's in your family, in your neighborhood, or in a new church plant, there are demons that have been undisturbed, unchallenged. So the pharmacia, the entertainment, the, um, just the world system is like a merry-go-round, right? It just keeps going and going and going. But then it takes someone like yourselves in the spirit that say, wait a minute, you know, the people are going to hell uh, with, on a road paved with good intentions. <laughs> so when there's no precise truth, when there's no precise uh, manifestation of Jesus Christ, then good people, not godly people, but good people blinded by moral light they will think they're okay, but they're literally hypnotized and, go and, and lost, and so they live for themselves. So this lady, she was just like going off, and I'm like, what is your problem? Like, we're telling you the message of love, and she was, she was really aggressive. I said, you have a very strange spirit, and, and that's when she shifted. That's when she shifted, saying, uh, well, how, how did she say it? She goes, I'm here to cause you fear to leave. And I said, that's not going to happen. And that's when we started using Bible verses. We started addressing her, and she ran away. She physically ran away. It was really weird. So I haven't had that experience in a long time, but I was kind of excited because when there, it, and maybe you've had that too, I'm sure you have, but when, you, when that happens, it means you're in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing. And what can happen is we can get agitated, we can get defensive. I, I had my little kid with me. I had Carson with me, which I, 
which was a little bit of an experience for him. He, he had trouble with that. And uh, we can get in our emotions and say, ah, oh, that person, I can't believe they said that, and what's their problem? See, that's when, that's when we can get ensnared and get it all about me. But warfare is not about you and I. It's not about you and I. And we can't take it personally, right? Because if we do, the devil has an advantage. So, so anyway, okay, let's, let's turn over to Matthew 12. So manifesting Jesus Christ. Um, and that's, uh, we take back territory uh, when we manifest Jesus Christ. Um, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Even if you, st- you say the word God, you know, people are okay with that. Oh, you know, because maybe they're thinking about their God or their God in their own image. But the moment you say Jesus Christ, that name, that name is very powerful in the atmosphere. Now, th- th- let me just sh- think with you for a minute. So the atmosphere, the immaterial, affects the material, right? Everything that goes on in our life is directly related to our walk of faith and or demonic or angelic activity. So when you speak the word of God, Psalm 119, 133, you speak light. You speak light. And if you're in a place where darkness has dominion, you start speaking light, guess what happens? You become or you become a lightning rod. You become a threat. You become an, an, an obvious uh, person to shut down. And, uh, and not to be, like, strange about it, but we, j- we are just, uh, <laughs> we have a lot of joy, and we just, we, we, don't, we don't pull the demon card on every day, every person, every situation. But we must address and recognize what is demonic activity. We must do it. Because otherwise, we're symptomatic. We're just dealing with behavioralisms. We're dealing with emotionalisms. We're dealing, we're complaining about culture. You know what's going on in our culture today? It's demonic. It's not people. You could put a name all day long. But these, the trafficking of Ezekiel 28 is demonic. And these ideas, which are meant to hijack our country to resist the furtherance of the gospel, that's what it's all about. Okay? Uh, You know, and how do we take back our country? How do we take back our neighborhoods? How do we take back our families? How do we take back our own hearts? It is to manifest Jesus Christ. Imagine when Jesus Christ walked on the earth, you notice the man in the tombs, like nobody could bind him, nobody could control him, and he was cutting himself. What did Jesus do? What did Jesus do? Anybody know? What did he do? He just walked by. He walked by, and the and the demoni- the demoniac came and bowed down before him. It's interesting. Did Jesus have like a uh, an exorcist, or did Jesus like you know slay people in the spirit and get all goof goofy with all that stuff, whatever that all is? Uh, no, he just walked in the power and authority of his father, and demons bowed before him. And I like that because, because in certain uh, Christian circles, it can really be misrepresented. And actually, demons can cast out demons, by the way. Demons can cast out demons. And it's a short 
it, it, can, it can be done to promote bad doctrine, actually. But when Christ casts out demons, uh, it is permanent. Look at Mary Magdalene. She had many demons, <clears throat> and <clears throat> she was delivered. So Matthew chapter 12, verse 29, let's look there. But um, so, so Jesus is being accused here of having the spirit of the devil to cast out devils in verse uh, 27. But in 28, but if I cast out devils by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come unto you. Or else how can, the, how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil the goods except the first bind the strong man? And then he'll spoil his house. So it's interesting. If I'm living in uh, systemic living where I'm dealing with the root, it's no wonder that the devil will confront you because of Jesus in you, because of the word in you. So Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, the only way to answer a devil or a demonic person or an evil person is by the Bible, quoting the Bible. And we're full of the Bible, and I think we're going to see opportunities to actually bind the strong man. Like, bind him. Because why? Because some areas are unchallenged and undisturbed, and the devil's wreaking havoc, destroying lives, destroying people, murder. Like, our city is way out of control. Look at Chicago right now. Look at Philadelphia. Philadelphia had an insane weekend. What is that? That is the advantage and demons that are unchecked. And society is not the reflection of government. Society is the reflection of the church. And I don't mean that in a critical way, but if the church was on their game, which we pray and we are believing and we're not the best in, in of, 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 I'm not saying we're the best of everything here, but I'm just saying if churches were awake, the devil would have a lot less control. But look at this. Um, uh, look at Matthew twelve forty four. Here he goes on to say here. So, so, so through prayer, prayer prepares the atmosphere. So when you walk in faith, the atmosphere is cleared out. Like this woman, when we talked with her and addressed her, and it was pretty scary. Like I'm not saying or I'm not saying we're anything like commandos here, but. When the word went forth, that is what binds the enemy, right? Every time we mention the name Jesus, she stepped backwards. And it's like, oh, this is like definitely not natural. See, one of the greatest lies is that Satan is not alive. And, and that, what a, or how about this? He's not recognized and addressed. And I'm not saying we're going to call out demons on everybody we meet, but we should be aware and not play with spiritual warfare, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. So rebellion is linked to demonic activity, right? Uh, anyway, Peter, the ventriloquist demon, took over his vocal cords. What happened? Peter was not in the spirit. He was in his emotions. Was he possessed? No, a believer cannot be possessed, but a believer can be oppressed, they can be manipulated, absolutely. And there's scores of scripture on that. So we have to be very precise because the devil loves generalities. He loves this, oh, you know, just have an eclectic Christianity or theology. Mix a little Hinduism in there, a little humanism. And, you know, everyone's a good person. Have a little morality, you know, a couple shakes of morality. No, 
No, no, it's cross. It's cross and it's abrupt. It's abrupt. Because otherwise the demons, the demons believe and tremble. James chapter 2, 19. They believe. They, <laughs> that's crazy. Because they see it. They see a spirit-filled person like yourself. And when you walk into a room and the kingdom of God is in you, guess what? There's an immediate confrontation. So if we're trying to be, if we're trying to be peace-loving people and live in avoidances and, oh, I don't want to rock the boat, I'm sorry. That's impossible if you're spirit-filled because your life is a grace trophy. All right, 1244. It's a, I mean, this is why Jesus said, I did not come. Uh, I, I came to bring a sword. Like, what, what happened to the peace-loving Jesus, you know, with his fingers up, the hipster Jesus, with the... With the, why? Because you're, I mean, how many of us have been in that situation where your life offends a family member? What is that? That's demonic activity. You are representing, I am representing a kingdom. So I believe as we, as we uh, advance into this time of sorrows that uh, there'll be greater things done uh, for the kingdom of God, but there'll also be greater resistance. And you know what? When the devil comes in like a flood, guess what? He'll be disarmed, he'll be stripped away, and he'll be mocked in Colossians 2, 14. Um, 12, 44, it says this. So when an unclean spirit in 43 has gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rests and finds none. So notice that. Demons, uh, demons are, they need a place to rest. That's why rock and roll is such the beat Someone's like saying, oh, what's the big deal of rock and roll? It's, it conjures demons. That's why it's a big deal. Conjures demons. Oh, it's, you know, it's not a big deal. And why do our young people have thoughts of suicide and, and, and violence? And there's many reasons, but the music is a huge contributor. Uh, then he says, I'll return into that house. Look at this, 44. And whence I came out, and when he's, gone, when he's come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. So this happens a lot, doesn't it? Somebody comes, they start making decisions. God addresses things in their life. Maybe the bond, uh, the, the strong man of pride or pornography or, um, or just um, alcohol. That's a big one. That's a big one. I was praying with a guy recently. He's, God's delivered him from alcohol. He's been a few hundred days alcohol-free. And I said, I said, God has bound that strong man. But... But do not be naive to think that he's not going to come back, right? He loves to ensnare people, right? So if we don't have an active faith, if we don't have an active place of, of growth, what happens? Well, 45 comes in. Seven other spirits come in more powerful than the, the one that was dealt with, and the person is, uh, we'll just read the verse, they enter and dwell there, and the last state of the man is worse than the first. I mean, in one passage, it says the believer, it's best that they weren't even unsaved, that they were even saved because carnal believers are worse than some uh, unbelievers. Why is that? Because they know the truth and they trample on the blood of Christ in Hebrews uh, 6 and, and also Hebrews 9. So, anyway, I want to show you something interesting. Matt, Acts 19. Are you with me? You guys all right? I don't know. I feel like this is an important thought today. Like, um, that's why our prayer, our confession, 
our 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 discerning of spirits is so first first uh, James is it first uh, John four one discerning the spirit like someone says something to you that's off the wall that isn't that person that's from the pit of hell and if they continue it you can say hey listen I love you but I'm leaving now because you're speaking uh, from the ventriloquist demon <laughs> maybe you don't say it like that but but sometimes you need to shake it up a little bit say you know and you know I want to kind of temper this to say we don't want to be a hammer, but we want to be wise in 1810 of Matthew. Wise as a serpent, harmless or innocent as a dove. Like, I'm not going to sit in a toxic relationship and have someone beat on me with their words. Why? Because the devil loves to make you and I a welcome mat. And Because remi the, remember, the devil knows your name after sin, but God knows your name after grace. So listen, if, 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 the, if the conversation that you're experiencing inside or outside does not reflect grace, then guess what? We have to cast down that vain imagination. Anything that argues against who God is in your life, we have to cast it down. We have to say, I'm nothing that the devil says that I am, and I'm everything that God says that I am. We have to get a little feisty with the devil because we waste a lot of time negotiating with the devil, you know, saying, I'm not that bad, and I'm, or, like, I'm not as wicked as that person. Then all of a sudden we enter into self-righteousness, and the devil's like, yeah, let's just talk about how good you are. All right. Acts 19. So taking back territory, binding the strong man. It's like, uh, and again, there's... Uh, we understand it's the work of the Spirit like we heard last night. God puts it in you and I, and, um, and it's best that even, even Michael, the archangel, what did he say to de the devil? Yeah, the Lord rebuke in, in Jude 6, right? It's like, I'm not even going to, we are no match for supernatural activity. Forget it. If, if you, you know, we have to be very uh, submitted and hidden in Christ, but also like bold, courageous, and scriptural. That's like the only way to address the, these wackos, and they're wackos. I mean, they're. I mean, I remember a lady in the Ukraine. I mean, I, I'll never forget it. We walked into her house, and we were doing a visitation. She was new in the church. Little, little thing. I mean, she was five four. She was throwing couches out her window. And I'm like, I can't even move this couch. And she's throwing the couch. And she'd opened all the drawers and all the, the refrigerators wide open and all the, all the covers of these, these glasses are open. I'm like, I walked in. I felt like I walked into hell. And I was with another pastor. And we were like, we weren't prepared for that. <laughs> we're just going to do a church visitation, right? It's funny how you enter into people's warfare, isn't it? So we walked in and I, I looked at, this other Ukrainian pastor and I said, I said, we need to pray. And we walked in, and again, your life has the authority of Jesus Christ. We prayed for this lady, and she was delivered. She was delivered. She had to buy new furniture. <laughs> we, had to, we had to, like, fix her house afterwards. The place was totally destroyed. And it's interesting. We See, demons don't come unless they're invited. That's another thing. That's another thing. I remember visiting a, a, a house here in Baltimore a few years ago where 
where the uh, where the children were waking up with night terrors, and the oldest daughter, she was 14, she was walking around in a trance, and it was very disturbing. And I, I sat with the parents, and I said, okay, this doesn't just happen. This is just not a normal circumstance. Come to find out, the, I got talking with the husband, and he was really relaxed. He was kind of, he was carnal, and he says, you know, I watch horror movies at night. I go, oh, you watch horror movies at night. So I got talking with him about it. And this, there's levels of horror, and it's all bad, but this guy was at a very high level of, uh, you know, you just can't, you just can't look at something and it doesn't change you. Well, what had happened is he invited a spirit into the house, and it was affecting the children. And I, I just said, I said, you know what? I said, are you willing to stop that? And he goes, absolutely. You know what happened? In a very short time, we prayed. Uh, we, we addressed the source, the portal, wherever it was coming in. And you know what? The, the atmosphere in that house changed in a very short period of time. Walked into another house. Uh, very interesting situation. I don't know why I'm talking about all these things today, but I walked into a house, and I saw at the top of every door this, this, um, this Indian um, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. They would use it in Indian uh, rituals to conjure up spirits so they could talk with the dead. And I noticed it on every door, and I'm like, I'm like, what's this? And she's like, oh, I picked that up at the yard sale. I liked it. It was kind of pretty. I said, do you know what it is? And this person did not know what it was. And I said, you need to, because the high point of a house shows the highest authority. I said, you need to, you need to remove those things. And it's interesting. She removed them, threw them away. And the atmosphere in the house, the circumstances in the house began to change. Why? Because when, when you give the devil a place, even out of ignorance, which is happening wholesale today, the devil's like, yeah, I'm an angel of light in 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, and I'm going to rock their world, and they're not going to know what hit them. But when someone comes in with Scripture, wisdom, like we hear every day, it's amazing. Because look at this in Acts 19. And I don't know about you. I think God is going to give us back territory, but we have to address the strong man. We have to say, hey, listen, things are not going to go like this. I'm not going to be a hostage of the devil. I'm not going to. See, strongholds are areas in our lives that we protect for, for, for the devil. There are areas like, I'm not going to give that to God. Oh, okay, you're not going to give that to God? That'll be a stronghold. That'll be a foothold. That'll be a place where the devil gets in. Oh, I'm not going to give up, you know, all these good things that are, that are void of God. And the Lord's like, okay, uh, then you'll have to uh, suffer the consequences <laughs> until you let it go. And, and don't you love that we have great freedom, but we don't have freedom from consequences. We don't. And by the way, okay, anyway, Acts 19. Let me just say this. Acts 19, very interesting passage here. The sons of Sceva, very interesting crew, huh? You have some sorcerer, there they are, trying to uh, mimic and or be a, um, be a, uh, uh, well, let's just read it. He is, he is uh, portraying having the spirit of Christ, but he, he's not a possessor. 1911 through 20, uh, Okay, let's just look at that, 19 through 20, uh, 11 through 20, excuse me. Miracles were done by Paul. 
12, there were diseases that departed, handkerchiefs, and God used things. 13, a certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists took upon them to call over them which had the evil spirits in the name of the Lord. Notice that. People that weren't even saved, they said, oh, if they can do it, we can just, we can just be imposters and we can just kind of piggyback on that. And they said, we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. By the way, I'm not going to mess with people that are demonic unless I'm spirit-filled and led by the spirit, right? Because this is what will happen. And there were seven sons of the one Sceva, a Jew, and the chief of priests which did so. The evil spirit answered, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? That's scary stuff. And what happened? That demon came on that man and ripped him up, shredded him, didn't kill him, but uh, certainly uh, hurt him, okay? All right, let me just finish up with this. So Matthew 17, 21, Matthew 17, 20, no, notice this. Demons, uh, the disciples are like, Jesus, why couldn't we cast out these demons? And he says, some demons come out through prayer and fasting. And I'll just say this in the last few minutes we have, and I kind of opened up a big topic here. But prayer and fasting, you know, sometimes our words are like hitting a lead wall. But when you and I pray and even fast and, and begin to tap into the authority of the Spirit, what happens? Um, the, the, the devil gets pushed back. The, the issues of, of uh, undisturbed and unchallenged demons will now be addressed and sent into the pigs, right? Remember that? The bacon business will suffer, right? Uh, but, but, you know, how about the, 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 the Temple Diana? You know, oh, they're like, oh, my goodness, you know, we're going to lose all these sales. It's like people were so interested in the material world rather than the uh, saneness of, um, of a person. He's an angel of light in 2 Corinthians 11, 14, and 15. So maybe I'll just say this as we close. How do, how do we deal with this? We speak the truth in love. We're precise, 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 precise. We're prayerful, 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 prayerful. And the Holy Spirit will give you what you need to bind the strong man. And, and, and we know this in Job 41, right? That's a good chapter. Pastor Stevens used to talk about Job 41 uh, every week, it felt like. That's a good chapter to read. Will we keep Leviathan on a leash and treat him like a pet? You know what that means? It means I, I'm a carnal person that just winks at sin or wink, winks at, at areas in my life that we know that God is, is quenched in. And it's like, oh, nice little, nice little puppy. By the way, you talk to a Satanist, you talk to somebody that has demonic activity in their life, you know what? They think they're in control, but they're not. And one day it'll be a rude awakening, right? It'll be a rude awakening. So... I'm excited. I remember telling one Satanist, I, I don't know, I was in the Ukraine. It's another, a lot of activity in the Ukraine. I remember meeting a Satanist. I said, oh, so you're serving uh, the second lower God. I said, you are, you are serving a God that's, that's second. How about I serve the great God, Jesus? And we began to talk to this guy. Even Muslims, boy, Muslims are a lot of fun to talk to, too. Uh, because why? You're disturbing the lie. You're uncovering the lie. And there you are. You're like in the spirit of humility, spirit of love. But in God says, you know what? 
you know, you we're going to address these areas, and guess what? The, the strong man will be bound. I mean, you wouldn't let, like my friend has a pig. He, has, he likes this little pig, right? You wouldn't let a big pig in your house. What would happen in your house with a, with a pig? I mean, they're cute when they're a little piglet, but when they get big, what happens? What happens to a pig in a house? I'm closing. One minute, sorry. What ha- the, the pig is like almost 1,000 pounds. He'll, 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 just, he'll walk through your wall. Anyway, that's a good example of deal with things when they're small, amen? Deal with things when they're small. And I think we have been taught scripturally a lot, and I think we're going to use it, need it. We're going to need it, and we're going to use it. And I'm excited because when, when this lady, when we addressed this lady, the atmosphere changed, the Spirit of God came in, and we had, some, we had an amazing um, manifestation but I just want to quicken us in that thought today. Amen. Amen. We can have a chat about this. Lord, help us. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.